Welcome to the Evolving HubSpot podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Creswick. In today's episode, I'm joined by Maria Christofaridi, Head of Consulting Team here at Hubble Digital. We dive into the world of AI, both within HubSpot and in the broader marketing and sales landscape. We also discuss the evolution of AI from its initial origins to the launch of OpenAI and ChatGPT, and what this means for marketing leaders in the future. Hello and welcome to the Evolving HubSpot podcast by Hubble Digital, a podcast where we explore the topics that matter the most in the world of HubSpot. I'm Matthew Creswick, and in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Maria, consulting team lead from EMEA here at Hubble. Maria, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. Very excited. Fantastic. And we skipped my surname for a reason. Well, let's say my whole name is Maria Christopher Edu. It's a very difficult yes. Greek surname, so I don't blame you for skipping that. Well, and for listeners, I asked Maria before the podcast well, how best to try and pronounce your surname, and she gave me permission to skip it and just go with Maria, which is which is cool. So, uh, Maria, how how are you on this on this fine Friday in the UK? I'm good. I'm good. The weather is changing here in Scotland. It's getting a little bit colder. I'm one of those people that are already looking forward to Christmas. I know. Don't get on me. I know it's not even Halloween yet, but yeah, it's uh, anything. A few busy weeks as always, but yeah, all good. Good. I am almost ashamed to say I'm also slightly one of them people. Broly, one of our sales directors and myself always say that we both winter well in the sense that, you know, pair of jeans, a nice jumper in front of a fire is kind of my idea of, of a good winter. So yes, looking forward to it as well. So I guess, Maria, as you referenced, it's been a busy few weeks. Um, obviously, we are a month or so out from HubSpot's inbound event. The topic we're going to cover today is predominantly AI inside and outside of the world of HubSpot. I referenced kind of the inbound event because it was a core event where HubSpot announced a, a kind of a ton of new products in the AI world, as well as a ton of new products kind of, you know, with outstanding kind of the AI involvement. How, obviously within your role at Hubble, being consulting team lead, you work with clients on kind of marketing consulting, campaigns, strategies, et cetera. Maybe you can start by giving us a bit of a kind of overview of maybe the last six months, let's call it, of the AI explosion in our industry. Kind of how have you found it? How are you finding your feet? How are you seeing clients' requests and requirements uh, within the AI world? It's been a very interesting experience. It's funny how uh, before COVID, we weren't even thinking about ChatGPT or we weren't talking about AI as much. I wouldn't say that AI tools didn't exist. AI tools have been around for years, many, many years. And even HubSpot, before these recent updates at Inbound, they have been um, taking advantage of machine learning in the portals, right? They had tools such as data quality toolings, uh, predictive lead scoring, conversation intelligence that are all AI-based. So it isn't necessarily something new, but I would say like it happens in marketing, this has become more of a bigger trend right now and everyone's talking about it. And I would say that the focus right now is more generative AI rather than uh, predictive like it was before. Now, is it a revolution yet? I think this is this might be one of my controversial opinions that I'm going to say on this podcast, but I don't think there's a revolution just yet. 
I think we are we are witnessing the start of it for sure. And there's going to be a lot of great change and, and there's going to be a massive impact on the industry. But I don't think we're there yet. I think we're learning and we've got a lot of early adopters and a lot of people that are keen to look at how they can leverage these tools, which is amazing, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting evolution, I think, since we're talking about evolving as well. I think it's going to be an interesting way to see how people take advantage of these tools and not just doing so for the sake of it being a trend. Good statement. AI is, is not a revolution as of yet. And you spoke about early adopters and there is a ton of people in the early adopter phase here diving into chat GPT. Uh, very early on and obviously there's been a kind of a ton of tools since come out you know it, it almost feels like at the moment where every week there's another tool that in marketing you feel like you should be on or you feel like you should be using i guess that there's perhaps also a ton of people who aren't those early adopters and actually a ton of people who are probably sitting back and evaluating the landscape at the moment and trying to pick or pinpoint the moment where they are diving in I, from what you're saying, maybe that's how you're seeing the market at the moment. Yeah, I'm seeing, and I think we're all seeing it. It's very much right now, it feels like it's all very much focused on content, right? And I think that is diminishing the power of AI and what it can actually do. As I said, we've seen other tools in HubSpot before that I found them quite powerful, like the conversation intelligence to be able to scan through summaries of notes and, and to tell you what is being discussed on the course. It can be a tremendous tool for the sales teams and for the marketing teams to feed that back into their campaigns. So yeah, I see a lot of focus on content, which I think is not doing it AI its full justice. It's definitely helping, uh, but I think there's a lot more, especially when it comes to other more more costly part perhaps of marketing and not just thinking about BTC, but also thinking about B2B. And one of my favorite examples to use on that is thinking about market research, right? So say you you are a B2C company and you're selling t-shirts, for example, or you're selling toothpaste or whatever, something that is uh, relatively easier to, to market compared to, say, for example, a new marketing platform or a new IT products. To be able to do market research when you're targeting an audience of customers that everybody wears a t-shirt and you can get 20 people in a room to do a focus group or interviews, it's a much I don't want to, again, diminish how effective that is, but it is an, a comparatively easier process compared to getting, for example, 20 managing directors to come into the same room and talk about a new IT product. And I think that's where AI can really help. Now, it doesn't replace what we do. And I think that's another important aspect of AI that we need to remember that AI is a tool the same way that when marketing automation tools started going out into the market, they weren't meant to replace what we do as humans or how um, how these are, these processes are operated. They're meant to complement what we do. They're meant to support us, to empower us, to encourage us to do better work and do it more efficiently. So I think market research is going to be one of those because I'm able to use, for example, one of these AI tools to search research data and, and other focus group and other surveys that may have been done that are available on the internet that I may not be able to find with one simple Google search. So to be able to scan and get that kind of value of output, that is uh, that is obviously extremely helpful. 
Um, so I think there's going to be other applications. Uh, data analysis is also going to be uh, massive to be able to find patterns like that. And obviously with marketing automation, yes, we do that to an extent, but it's all again predefined and we have to think about the rules that we want to put in place. Well, AI is pushing the limits of that, giving us visibility of patterns that we may not have recognized before. So you're not in fear of your job right now in, in with AI replacing you, mate? No, I don't think, again, I don't think it's going to be replacing us. I think there's going to be a shift in roles as well that we see in marketing. And again, I like to compare it to marketing automation because I'm sure that when marketing automation platforms like HubSpot uh, became more prevalent, there were people that were like, oh, are these now going to replace marketeers and, and how we do things? And we can see now many, many years later that that hasn't happened. What's happened is a, a change in the skills that are required for these roles, a change in how we operate them. But I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where these are going to be replaced. And especially with AI, what we've seen so far from the outputs of AI, and let's use a simple example of content, right? We can see that the quality is not there. It takes effort to get it to a point where it uses the right kind of voice, even if you tell it, if you give the, those directions from the start, there's a whole science behind the prompts that need to be used in AI. And that's where I see as well the shift in the roles, because we now are seeing roles coming out like marketing, a prompt engineer, which I'm sure can be compared again to marketing automation specialist. Now, I'm a little bit wary of the word engineer, right? I don't think we're necessarily engineers. For me, an engineer is a developer, a software architect. I think we will have specialists for sure, but that input by the specialist is going to be really important. I actually saw, I can't remember, and I can recall where I saw this phrase, but I thought it was perfect in the way he described it. Someone said, we're going to go from being creators to being curators or editors of the content that needs to be. And I thought that is actually spot on. There's still going to be a need for editing and fine um, and tweaking and fine tuning the content or whatever output that is to ensure that it fits our value. All right. Awesome. So I, I, I guess, um, we, we being a HubSpot partner at Maria and obviously this podcast being the evolving HubSpot podcast, we've spoken there around the way that AI is impacting kind of industry, industry as a whole. And I think it was an interesting point you raised around how predominantly people are using it for content creation right now, which is a minimal uh, percentage or piece or kind of opportunity of what's possible with AI. HubSpot kind of have approach or built AI into the system in kind of three different ways at the moment, right? That first one is very much that content creation piece where at inbound, we saw, especially in the marketing hub, the ability to create meta descriptions and email line, you know, email subject lines and emails and blogs and, and the like, ultimately kind of plugging into open AI and, and allowing that, that to happen. But you raised the kind of, uh, you know, data analysis piece, which is a relatively new piece with their console. And, and I think that that's an interesting one for me because it comes from a place of you being able to spot things in data that you weren't looking for. It's almost having data analysis as a new employee, but you obviously not having the overheads of the shadow and everything along, alongside it. Is that, is that something which you predict comes what are going to be doing much, much more in the future in terms of that kind of bringing the data to you, as opposed to you having to find it or build prompts to go and look for it? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking at the data and being able to interpret what is happening is the foundation for optimization, right? You can't get better and grow if you don't understand what's already happened. And, and I can see HubSpot focus has always been on the data and making sure that your data is, is clean and uh, well-maintained in the portal as well. Now with these tools, they've already, I think they're already starting to scratch the surface again. For example, we've got the AI generated reports. We know that reporting is a very time consuming uh, process for a lot of marketeers. It's not always easy to do, especially if you think about enterprise clients where we've got hundreds of custom properties and integrations and data coming from uh, various sources. It's really important to be able to surface uh, the right information to be able to improve. So with the AI generated reports, we're already seeing a shift towards that. What I would love to see more from HubSpot, and I'm sure it's going to come, is sort of the reverse engineering rather than looking at, as most marketeers do, the funnel like from top to bottom and trying to understand what's happening. I want to reverse engineer that. Look at your customer's data and say, okay, what worked for them? Which pages did they visit? Which campaigns did they interact with? Which emails did they open? But give me that information automatically. Because right now, yes, you can absolutely do that. The data is already in the portal and I can go and look at that, but I have to do it almost manually or have multiple reports to be able to get the one output that I need. So I would love to see that um, reverse engineering to, to, to do it backwards from the bottom of the funnel back to the top and see what's worked for the people that have converted for us. Absolutely. We referenced there the, the kind of content piece, the data piece. And, and I think you've spoken well there around the ability for HubSpot to be telling you things that you didn't know, right? And giving you learning and takeaways as to ultimately how you can win more customers, how you can win larger customers. The, the third piece, which you touched on is around the automation side of things. Yeah. Now we, we've seen HubSpot's kind of recent investment in Bardi, you know, which is a kind of a, a automation integration tool, which at a very high level shows that HubSpot are very invested in this. They're investing in companies who are focusing on automation. Alongside that, we obviously have ChatSpot, the tool that Darmesh has been working on for the last six months or so, which is built in HubSpot. It's available to use. People can use it to do a ton of different automation pieces from creating a contact to other pieces. How, how do you, I guess, how do you see that play out of the automation side of HubSpot? It feels like we're very early still, even though kind of, you know, a lot lot has been done. What do you see, I guess, maybe the kind of 24 month landscape of that in the future? Yeah, I think the, when it comes to AI and automation, there's, I think the focus on that side has been on the sales rather than the marketing, more around um, automating outreach and putting together the right message for different industries, different people, and doing that again automatically. So I think there's going to be a change there. I'm also very keen to see how other external partners from HubSpot are going to be integrating with HubSpot, because we already see, for example, even Zapier is now talking about um, integrations with HubSpot that involve AI tools. So I think there's going to be a lot of AI support coming from other entities as well outside of HubSpot. In terms of automation, in HubSpot, I mean, we already have a ton of tools that we're using, but again, it's taking out that human element. So I, I'll begin to, I begin to see 
for example, how we do right now A-B testing or how we work with programmable emails, right? I posted recently about that. We, we did this whole task module for a client recently with programmable emails because we know there are cases of organizations where they have different combination of data that they want to address in, a, in an email. Like real is a, is a good example of that. Say someone will be interested in different size properties and different locations. And there's a lot of variables for a marketeer to manually uh, do these combinations, these hundreds or thousands of combinations and create a personalized email. Now, we've done that module and we've pretty much set up, predefined the rules for what the programmable module is showing to the audience. I would love to see AI doing that automatically, where you have an AI module that looks at these combinations and looks at the context preferences and then tells you, I think this is what you should do. Or automatically shows the right content taken from your website because they know it knows that the prospect has looked at those pages and then looked at those properties. I think that's going to be amazing to see. Is it going to happen in the next 24 months? I don't know. Fingers crossed it does. But for now, I think, as I said, we're scratching the surface. And even the things that we're, exper we're experimenting with, um, I think they're going to make a difference. Maybe not so much yet on the conversions and the prospects, but at least from, a, from an operational point of view, how efficiently or how quickly we can put this together. Absolutely. Yes. But still... We need to take that with a grain of salt and make sure that we review uh, the output of the AI tools. Because it's still learning, right? And, and everybody says that around AI machine learning, you have to teach it how to do things and you have to be patient with it. I, I, absolutely. And Darren, our CEO, has, has spoken kind of openly around the, the future tense of, of HubSpot being a tool where you can essentially create like a an operating kind of a documented operating system behind it to dictate if we're going to run a webinar, what are the kind of 18 different elements from a landing page, thank you page, emails, etc. given how different every company runs a webinar, it's impossible for you at the moment to be able to say to something like Chatsport or OpenAI integrated with HubSpot, you know, build me a webinar program because there's so many different variables. Maybe in the future, there's an element of I guess partners like us working with companies to build out this really detailed, documented operating system so that when you do say, create me a webinar program or do say, create me a campaign, it's actually putting information from there rather than thinking kind of in the wider, okay, how does it, the webinar um, work? Do you kind of follow, follow that? Is that something that you think is realistic for the kind of HubSpot to be building in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I, I think there's no ceiling on what we can do with the AI tools. So I, I look forward to exploring that and seeing how it works. But I think there, there needs to be some prioritization, right? So it's all about the value that we're getting out of the tools. Again, I'm, I, I would hate for us marketeers to be using something or for a company to be saying, oh, we use, we have to use AI tools for the sake of it. It's all about the value you're getting. It's just a tool and it's how we use it. I think that's a very, very important aspect, not just to be, yes, be open-minded, definitely about the trend and you know, be thoughtful about how it can be used. Uh, but let's see how it goes. Yeah, I think the ability obviously to scan all the stages for a webinar and to tell you what's worked best. Again, it's something that you could do manually now, but to have that uh, within minutes, to have that information within minutes can be quite powerful.
no doubt about it. For sure. Okay, so uh, that was a whirlwind, Maria, of of kind of AI inside and, and outside of HubSpot, and a lot of thoughts for kind of you know moving forward how people should approach this, how we kind of think about the the what is not a revolution at the moment of AI. I guess to to close to close this and, and kind of bring this to an end, we we spoke up at the start around those early adopters diving into every single AI tool at the moment, you know, trying everything, understanding what works, what doesn't. There's also people maybe taking a slightly more of a step back and kind of evaluating the landscape and understanding and trying to to kind of pinpoint exactly when maybe they make a move a little bit more into using different systems or purchasing different pieces of software. What advice would you give to marketing leaders at the moment, either a diving in or a taking that step back and trying to they when they make a play into the AI world? I think we should definitely be doing our research and having a purpose for using the AI tool. So yes, we can experiment and have fun and be open-minded about the uses. I definitely think we should be looking into that and keeping an eye on what is happening in the industry. However, again, when it comes to practical applications, I wouldn't rush into using a tool just for the sake of using a tool. I would be careful to make sure that there's a human element, there's human involvement, basically making sure that it's being reviewed, the output is being reviewed. But I think we should have fun with it. I think early adopters, if we look again at marketing automation, those were the people that really won by, by using this tool. So... I wouldn't be skeptical or stay back, but just make sure you get it, it is right for your company and what you are doing. So yeah, a little bit of both. I guess I'm kind of in the middle in a gray zone of like, yeah. yes, you want to try it, but you don't want to, you don't want to be too much into it as well. Absolutely. And I, as you're talking there, I think actually we've had a very good example recently where we were testing a couple of different podcast recording tools. So you know, we're using Squadcast at the moment to record this. We were testing a cool called a tool, sorry, called Riverside. Now part of that was actually it had a, a kind of a, a video snippet AI generated tool in the background of it. So you finish a podcast, it 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 pulls out what it thinks are the kind of core pieces of that podcast and creates different video snippets for you. Now the very first time we used it, I thought that's awesome. Think about the manual work that's kind of taken out of the equation here and increase the efficiency and effectiveness of our marketing team. However, the pieces it pulled out obviously weren't quite the, you know, the podcast snippets that, that we were looking for. So, you know, ultimately our team are then going back in, actually identifying which videos we want to pull from it, which snippets we want to pull from it. So I guess from what you're saying, that's a very good example of probably in six to 12 months or maybe longer as that algorithm is, you know, improving and the machine is learning and this kind of thing, those things may improve, but right now it's good to maybe yeah. just test and understand where you can build that into your marketing team, build that into your marketing workflow in the future. Yeah. And another part that we didn't really discuss is the copyright and the legal aspect of AI, right? Um, and the reason why <laughs> I always try to take a backseat on that one, because I'm not a lawyer and there are so many different legal implications, depending on which tool you're using, what you are using it for. But there is a massive discussion as well around copyrights, as I said, like um, the legal right to be able to use data, 
where it's taken, like when it comes to content, is it original or is it scraped from another source that you might not be aware of? So there are a lot of other things as well that we need to be considering when we're using these tools that we would advise anyone who's using these tools, we need to look at, just read the small print as they always say, like about data security, about copyright, make sure you consult with your legal team um, before you start using those tools. Absolutely. Very good advice. Um, especially as this is built into HubSpot more and more, what sits in HubSpot against kind of, you know, what, what sits out of HubSpot and the information you're giving a tool like ChatGPT. Fantastic. Maria, I think that brings us to a close. As I said, that was a whirlwind, but a whirlwind of fantastic insight information. Um, as you referenced that this revolution maybe isn't here just yet, but I look forward to maybe touching base with you in three, three months or six months to see how that opinion has changed. Thank you to all our listeners. Um, but Maria, thank you very much for joining us on the latest episode. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.